Hi everyone, David Harris here with you for Criminal Injustice with a news bonus, the Texas abortion law in the Supreme Court. Well, as many of you probably know, the new anti-abortion law in Texas has made it all the way to the Supreme Court in just two months, two months since it went into effect. The law has been much in the news, first with the Supreme Court allowing it to go into effect without staying it, as is very traditional, and then the Supreme Court putting it on the fastest of fast tracks for a hearing. It was literally 10 days between the time that the Supreme Court accepted the case for review and the day of the argument in early November. The argument uh, was confined, I should add, to the provisions of the Texas law about enforcement. It was not enforceable in the traditional way by Texas state officials who could then be sued. Instead, uh, the whole mechanism depends on private parties suing people who provide abortions, who counsel abortions, even people who drive folks to an abortion clinic. They can all be sued. This was the part of the case that was in front of the Supreme Court on that November day. Uh, One of the great things that I love to do is to serve as the legal analyst for station WESA here in Pittsburgh, our public radio flagship station. And I appeared on that station's program called The Confluence, a public affairs program. I was interviewed about the Texas abortion law by host Kevin Gavin. Here is the audio from our conversation. Uh, I think it was really informative and we bring it to you here on Criminal Injustice. Here I am with Kevin Gavin on the Confluence. The U.S. Supreme Court will now mull over what they heard in oral arguments regarding the most restrictive abortion control law in the nation. The Texas law virtually ends abortions after six weeks of pregnancy. David Harris is a University of Pittsburgh professor of law and WESA's legal analyst. David, welcome back to the program. Good to be with you, Kevin. David, let's start with the basics. What's the issue? Well, the issue, Kevin, is not... Is Texas's fetal heartbeat law constitutional or not? Right now, as the law stands under Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey, Texas abortion restriction is unconstitutional. What the real issue is now and what the court heard argument on is the very novel structure of the Texas law, which is constructed with the purpose of keeping people from challenging that law in federal court. That's where these restrictive abortion laws often met their end. And this law is specifically designed in order to stop court challenges from happening. So the structure of Texas law, uh, that's... uh significant in what way involving the general public, citizens? Yeah. Usually state laws are enforced by state officials, the governor, the attorney general, the secretary of state, depending on the law. And if the law is said to be unconstitutional, it can be challenged by people by suing those officials. The Texas law is structured in a way that allows enforcement 
by private parties. Private parties being anywhere in the country can sue abortion providers, even people giving people rides to abortion clinics. And because of that, you have nobody to sue because you don't know who will be suing. And it was deliberately put together that way for the purpose of keeping the courts out of it, of restricting any ability of the courts to step in and find these things unconstitutional. Hmm. All right. So at the oral arguments, it seemed that a majority of the Supreme Court would allow abortion providers to pursue a court challenge to this Texas law. Uh, Justices uh, Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett, two conservative appointees of uh, then-President Trump, were among those who voted in September to allow the law to take effect. But they raised questions Monday about its novel structure. Uh, They asked questions that were quite skeptical of the people defending Texas's law, the Texas State Solicitor General. And they made it clear that they're prepared Uh, to allow private parties, such as the clinics themselves, to bring these challenges despite the obvious intent of the law to keep challenges out. They were still skeptical, though, of any intervention by the federal government. The Biden administration has also asked uh, the court to allow it to challenge the law, and they don't seem ready to do that. So what did you hear in the questions posed by the justices that stood out to you? Justice Amy Coney Barrett, who is no friend of Roe versus Wade, I think we all know that. That's part of the reason that she was appointed. Uh, She very pointedly asked the Texas lawyers if people have to challenge the law by waiting to be sued, that does not allow a full and fair airing of their constitutional claims. Kavanaugh uh, attacked in the same way, saying, this is really designed to keep the law in place and insulate it from court challenge, and that's wrong. Uh, It's also very interesting to me that you had conservative uh, uh, activists and outsiders filing briefs uh, against the Texas law because they're afraid this same structure could be used by states to challenge other things that conservatives like, such as guns. Mm -hmm. The Supreme Court allowed the law to take effect or to stand without a formal hearing, yet they're hearing this part of it, the citizen enforcement uh, part of the law. So why did they allow the law itself to take effect? Yeah, I think that was very troubling to a lot of people. You have a, a case involving a state law that is in substance blatantly unconstitutional and procedurally very, very questionable, and they allowed it to go into effect for highly, highly technical reasons. Now the Supreme Court put it on the docket, and we should notice they heard argument just 10 days after doing that. That is absolutely unheard of. So I wouldn't be surprised if we heard something pretty quick back on some of these issues. And a reminder, the high court has another abortion case on the docket from Mississippi. It's clearly a term for challenging Roe versus Wade uh, in two different ways. And Mississippi challenges Roe versus Wade in a much more traditional way. They took the abortion ban that they enacted back from the usual 23 weeks in which it is allowed to 15 weeks and state officials are in charge of enforcing the law. So it can be challenged in a traditional way by opponents. So, David, if the high court 
continues with the 23-week time frame, or even if they allow the Mississippi 15-week time frame, could that impact Texas's six-week time frame? Going to have to wait and see. I think the Texas uh, time frame is just too radical a change unless the majority of the court decides Roe versus Wade is going entirely. And that's actually quite possible. You now have five justices who have expressed very deep skepticism about whether Roe was correctly decided. It has stood for a long time, uh, half a century, but the court does throw out even 50-year-old precedents when it decides that it made a wrong decision and a majority is there to back that opinion. And finally, there are some Pennsylvania legislators probably keeping an eye on what the justices rule so they might mimic the Texas law? Oh, I think so. The uh, procedural device that is being used, this idea that state officials don't enforce it, private parties do, I know has attracted a lot of attention in conservative legal uh, circles. If Texas can do it, why can't we? I would just say that I think that is actually likely to fall. Look at the possibilities. If this becomes a real thing that stands up in the Supreme Court, do you want other states essentially uh, passing laws that directly undermine other pieces of the Constitution that you hold dear? Does that seem like a good idea? Uh, I gave the example of guns a few minutes ago. Could we see a blue state like a California or a New Jersey passing a law that was directly in the teeth of the Second Amendment? Pitt Law Professor David Harris is WESA's legal analyst, and he is the host of the Criminal Injustice Podcast. David, thanks as always. Good to be with you, Kevin. That's it. That was my interview with Kevin Gavin on the confluence on the controversial provisions of the Texas abortion law. You can always hear what's going on in the legal system generally when we have something like that or in the criminal justice system, particularly here on Criminal Injustice. Just go to our website. That's criminalinjusticepodcast.com and it's all there for you. Our content is for you. I'm David Harris and I'll be back with you next time.